This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Recent research shows that a telemonitoring program to control high blood pressure cuts the risk of heart attack or stroke by about 50%, while saving close to $2,000 in health costs per patient. Compared to office visits, the people who are in our telemonitoring intervention and working with pharmacists they were much more likely to get their blood pressure under control. Then, opioid addiction is on the rise, but intervention programs may be falling short because many are taking multiple substances. When we talk about addiction and substance use, very often it's framed around an opioid epidemic. But what our study shows is that most people use multiple substances. Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's show. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. A money-saving telemonitoring program reportedly cuts the risk of heart attack or stroke by 50% when compared to those who receive routine care. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey has the story. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Our guest is Dr. Karen Margolis, Executive Director of Research at Health Partners Institute in Minneapolis, and she was the lead author of this study. Dr. Margolis, before we delve into the study itself, let's talk about high blood pressure and the scope of the problem in terms of the overall population. First of all, what are the systolic and diastolic numbers that now constitute high blood pressure? Well, let's start off by saying what the systolic and diastolic numbers are, if that would be okay with you. Sure. The systolic number, and that's sometimes called the top number, is the pressure that's in your blood vessels when your heart is squeezing blood out. And the diastolic number, sometimes also called the bottom number, is the pressure that's in your blood vessels when your heart is relaxed. And what are the numbers that are a danger zone? Well, pretty much everybody agrees that an ideal blood pressure is less than 120 over 80. So that would be the top number being 120 and the bottom number being 80. And anything higher than that is considered to be not normal. There are some controversies over, you know, what is considered to be a diagnosis of hypertension or high blood pressure, but it's pretty easy to say what is considered normal, and that would be less than 120 over 80. It used to be pretty well agreed upon that anything equal to or above 140 over 90 on more than one occasion was high blood pressure. Although recently, in the last few years, the American Heart Association has kind of lowered that down and has said that anybody who has a blood pressure over 130 over 80 has high blood pressure. So I hope I haven't totally confused you, but those three numbers are ones to pay attention to. Anything greater than or equal to 140 over 90 is definitely in the high blood pressure range, and anything less than 120 over 80 is considered to be okay. And, you know, if you're close to either one of those cut points, you know, then you want to start paying attention. So the lower, the better with your blood pressure, as long as you can stay standing up without fainting. The answer to this next question may depend on which set of numbers that you are looking through, but what percentage of the population has high blood pressure? 
When we had 140 over 90 as the definition of high blood pressure, it was about one third. One out of every three people in the U.S. has high blood pressure under that definition. And now it's closer to 45% or so, just a little under half if you use the 130 over 80 definition. And what percentage of those who do have high blood pressure are doing nothing about it? First of all, of the people who have high blood pressure, there are people who are not even aware that they have high blood pressure. And that's not as many people as it used to be. And there are some differences by age, sex, and ethnicity about how many people are unaware of their high blood pressure. Let's say maybe 10 or 20% of people just simply don't even realize they have high blood pressure. Of the people who have high blood pressure, usually we say about half of them do not have it under control. In other words, their blood pressure is higher than the recommended number, especially when you're using 140 over 90, that's a pretty good rule of thumb. And then there are people who know they have high blood pressure and are working on it, they're trying to treat it and do have it under control, and that's kind of everybody else. So half of people do have their high blood pressure under control by either lifestyle methods, diet, exercise, etc. And quite a number of people do require medicine to keep their blood pressure under control. Our guest on InfoTrack is Dr. Karen Margolis, Executive Director of Research at Health Partners Institute in Minneapolis, and she was the lead author of this study. So Dr. Margolis, tell us about the study and what exactly you were looking at. What we were trying to do with our study was address the group of people who have high blood pressure, they have a diagnosis of high blood pressure or hypertension, and their blood pressure was not under control at at least their last two doctor visits. So that was the group of people who were enrolled in our study. And we divided that group into two, and we tried to work on one group using what we called a telemonitoring intervention or a telehealth type of approach. And the other group, the other half, just got sort of routine primary care the way it's often or normally delivered in doctor's offices. So can you explain what the telemonitoring, and there's also a component of home monitoring this as well, right? Right. So what we did with the group of people that we were working with, we gave them a special kind of a home blood pressure monitor that in addition to being used to record blood pressure, it also was able to transmit that blood pressure to a pharmacist at our clinic. And the pharmacist was then able to work with the patient at pretty frequent intervals in between their doctor visits. So at the beginning, it was as often as every two weeks or so. They would look at the readings that had been sent in by the patient during that period, and they'd have a phone call, and they'd talk about the numbers that were coming in, and, you know, did they look good or not so good? And if everything looked good, then, you know, keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you again in two weeks. If the numbers look not so good, then, you know, what are we going to do about it? What kinds of things would the pharmacist, in conjunction with working with the patient's physician and best practice guidelines, what would the pharmacist recommend as some of the options for the next steps for that patient? And I understand the results of this different type of approach were pretty good. Yeah. What we showed was that compared to the people who just got routine primary care with office visits, 
The people who are in our telemonitoring intervention and working with pharmacists, they were much more likely to get their blood pressure under control over a period of a few months and keep their blood pressure under control for as long as two years. And then their blood pressure was quite a bit lower, about 10 points lower than the group who was just getting the routine primary care. And one of the major headlines to come out of your study is the cost savings that can result from approaching it this way. Right. So even though having this special equipment, which in that study we rented it from a vendor, and also the time of the pharmacist who was involved in working with the patient over that period of time. So even though that's fairly expensive, because that group who worked with the pharmacist and had the telemonitoring They had fewer serious heart attacks and strokes. And those events, you know, when you land in the hospital for a week or so, are very, very expensive, not to mention that they're very unpleasant and they can leave you with lingering problems. So preventing those events was enough to overcome the costs of working with the pharmacist for up to a year and using this rented telemonitor. Telemedicine in general obviously has grown a lot in the last six months or so. Is this something that maybe not using this exact approach that you were doing with the equipment that you had, but is it something that someone can talk to their doctor about if they have a telemedicine relationship now and do something similar? Yes. And, you know, there have been other studies similar to ours that weren't using telemonitoring where the patients were just emailing their blood pressures into the doctor or to a pharmacist. So lots of measurements, getting them to somebody who can interpret them and do something about it. I think those are the key ingredients to preventing all of these serious bad heart attack and stroke and need for opening up the blood vessels in the heart. We really want to try to avoid those things because they're dangerous and costly. Any final words of advice for someone who thinks they probably do have high blood pressure? I do think it's really a great idea to have a home blood pressure monitor if you have high blood pressure, or even if you don't, even if you have a family history of it or you've been borderline several times. It's important to have a blood pressure monitor that is an accurate one of good quality. And one resource that people can use to look up the blood pressure monitors that have been tested and shown to be accurate is to go to a website called validatebp.org, and that will give a listing on an ongoing basis of all of the blood pressure monitors that have been shown to be accurate. Dr. Karen Margolis, the Executive Director of Research at Health Partners Institute in Minneapolis, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, many opioid addicts are using multiple substances. That story, coming up. Stick around. There's more InfoTrack straight ahead.